I don't know, man. I think those crickets gave me the runs or something. Yeah, I don't know why you ate them, to be honest. Dude, you said you need to try everything here. Yeah, everything that they sell as food from a store or from a stall, not from the ground. Why would you eat crickets? You said, and I quote, everything is eatable. No, I said, try everything that's edible. Chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken, chicken, yeah, yeah, chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken, chicken. This is not an almanac. What's up, man? Uh, so, for the, the listeners, you're the dude from Taiwan. Hey, what's up? Everyone Good to be back, Taiwan man. Taiwan, another episode. Yeah, glad to have you back. Was it really that popular? Was it um, really that popular? Yeah, I, I actually, people enjoyed it. It's, it's like, I guess it's like a way of traveling without having to travel. Or no, no, <laughs> no. It's more like um. It's, it's like reading Rainbow, right? You get to learn about something, so that one day you can go and you can be like, "Hey, I heard about this." <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad I could help people uh, experience another culture from their own homes. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. For me, it was super fun. I've had I've heard positive feedback from it, so I think I think it was a uh, it was fun. And I do want to just make something well known in case there is audio issues. Uh, it's not, it's not easy trying to record with someone that's on the other side of the world. Ain't that uh, the technical truth. issues and internet issues. Yeah. And then there's a time difference. I mean, like we talked about it last time, right? You're yesterday or you're tomorrow. I don't even know, but <laughs> I am tomorrow. Yeah. Um, see, so that, that's, that's another issue that we have to try and work around, but we're doing our best and I think it's going to come out Hopefully, no one else notices but us. That's that's all I'm trying to say. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. So, I I want to ask this first because I'm sure a lot of people watch the news. Mm-hmm. Right now, it sounds like everything in Taiwan is just super scary. The threat of like uh, a certain government trying to come in and invade, and then <laughs> like shutdowns again. Can you? Bring shed some light onto the rumors that we've heard because you're there. So, like, what's it like firsthand experience? All right. Well, that's a very good question. So, right now, as of this recording, Taiwan is at what's called level three um, pandemic alert level. I guess there's four levels. The first how, level how is like is all that? is normal. Okay. Four levels. So level one is like, everything's normal, no problems, you know, go about your business. Level two is, hey, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask if you're able, but nobody's going to like hound you about it, you know, do your best to wash, you know, you know stay out of big crowds, things like that. Wait, wait. Uh, so, so people mm-hmm. don't wash their hands or they're still at level two? Dude, look, I, I've been here, I'm, this, I'm, this is my fifth, I'm starting my fifth year here now. I'm telling you right now, like, I'll go into the bathroom and Taiwanese men will come out of the stall, not the urinal, the stall. They'll just kind of like wet their hands a little bit, get a little bit of in their water, put it to their mouth, spit it out, and that's it. I'm not exaggerating. So, I'm so not trying to make it seem hands, worse than it is. It's not really. So it's not really a thing to wash your hands. You just kind of go with the flow. 
No, my, my students at the school I teach, whenever I'm like standing by the bathroom in between classes, I'm constantly screaming, hey, wash your hands, wash your hands. And they roll their eyes, go fine. Like, that's so gross. Yeah, it's it. People actually had to be told to wash it's, their hands here. That's so weird, man. I would have never. <laughs> I thought you. Were, I was kidding when I said it. I thought you were gonna say something like, "No, but you know what I mean." Just be a little more careful. No, no, no. But, it's a, it was a legitimate uh, thing here. People actually had to be told, "Hey, wash your freaking hands." Ugh. Dang. But I mean, and then so then what's level three, which is what you're at right now? Yeah, level three is where hey, we've got enough. Uh, infections that we don't know the source of that we're just kind of like, okay, everything is on temporary lockdown. So schools have been, this last week, we were on a distance learning the whole week. So all schools from K through, um, actually, sorry, from pre-K to uh, high school, and even, sorry, in university as well, have been shut down. They've moved on to online distance learning. So my school, we did that. We've, I've been struggling with that all week. It's not very much fun. I'm sure any of the teachers listening know how crappy distance learning why is. Um, is that not fun well i want you to imagine because i gotta be honest 12, it sounds like okay, a blast. No, no no i want you to imagine 12 cats okay 12 cats now if you have okay. all 12 of these cats in one room it's kind of hard to get them all doing the same thing they all want to do their own thing but you know dude you, you can't can train them and teach them I know, I know. That's why I'm using them as an example. And so eventually, though, <laughs> okay. you can offer enough treat, you can offer enough treats and catnip and whatever to, you know, get them to do what you want. Now, you have 12 of yeah. those cats not in the same room about all across the city, and you're telling them what to do through email and video. They're not going to listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, and yeah. then on top of so that, like I didn't, is it, is I didn't do the whole Zoom them? thing. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I think it is hampering them. Yes, I think it is definitely hampering their learning ability. Absolutely. Um, and also, I'm not doing the whole Zoom thing. I I saw my colleagues struggle with that, and I was like, Nah, I'm not messing with that. Like I'm making short YouTube videos of my lessons, and they can watch it as many times as they need to. Um, but why the no problem still Zoom? remains? What? Why no to Zoom? Because I, I use it for... I'm also, you, know, you know the saying, right? Zoom, zoom, on. zoom. You make my heart go boom, boom. My supernova girl. <laughs> Gosh, you're a child of the 90s. Um, so, <laughs> the... <laughs> and I think only 90s kids are going to get that reference, too. So um, Yeah, or they're, they're going to go look it up. <laughs> they're going to laugh. <laughs> gonna be I remember. Amazing. I remember those days, man. Song. Yeah. <laughs> but so why why no to Zoom? Oh, like, man, what, what do you think? What do you think Zoom is taking away that YouTube is giving? So one, we're experiencing it right now. the The technical difficulties that come up with Zoom absolutely suck. Like, it's just, oh gosh, it's so dumb. And then. With the whole the lag, right? The lag, the lack of audio, all that stuff, yes. Okay. And then there was something else that happened. Whenever people found out that Zoom's main servers were in mainland China, everybody freaked out for good reason. Well, now they moved the servers to America, so they say. 
which means that I'm in Taiwan. So my connection has to go from here to America and then back here to Taiwan to someone who's only a kilometer away. And so it's... Oh, can't you... Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. So yeah. I didn't do that. Uh, and on top of that, I, I don't want to be on a Zoom call all day. I'd much rather just record videos in the morning, have them posted by lunch, and then answer emails the rest of the afternoon. I think that's a much better right. so, method. And isn't that more fun for you? No, dude. I don't want to be in front of a computer all day. That's not why I went into teaching. But you make it sound super fun. No, it sucks. I hate, like, look, I was a computer science major in look, college for a year, and then I switched majors because I don't want to be in front of a computer all day. <laughs> but here's why that's so much fun. You could literally get out, pump out, just grind for like a whole day and pump out a whole week's worth of lessons. And then you have the week off. You just got to post them. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice if I didn't have my administration walking around making sure we were working. Oh, you're still going to the office. Yeah, we still have to go to the office. We still have to go to school. Like We, we, don't, get, we don't get to stay home. Oh, I thought you got to stay home and record your videos. Dang. I mean, no, no, I, no, I no, guess no, no. we still play Fortnite on your computer, <laughs> dude. I'm not a Zoomer. I don't play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay. My students let's get back love to, it. To not caring me. about the children, dude. You need to play. <laughs> anyway, so right now we're at level three. That means that all that stuff is happening. People are staying home. If you're not, if you're caught outside without wearing a mask, you can get fined anywhere from one hundred to five hundred dollars U.S. equivalent. Um, okay, but that's only you know, if you're it's not based wearing on a different. Mask. Yes. So if but you're I mean, outside, like, put it this way, like just your to face give you a t-shirt, you're fine. No, they, you have to wear a mask. Okay, what were you gonna say? A bunch of foreigners have tried. A bunch of foreigners have tried that. Well, I was gonna say just to give you a little <laughs> bit of local flavor, um, there was a big debate because the like the Taiwan equivalent of the CDC was saying you have to wear a mask at all times. And uh, someone asked a responsible question of, well, what about if you're driving in a car with the windows up by yourself? And the person yeah. on the kind of the person from the, the, the government said, oh, uh, yeah, you still have to wear a mask. And everyone was like, so are six you feet kidding? We're by ourselves then, right? in the car. I mean, look, <laughs> this is, I'm in Taipei. I'm in one of the most densely populated cities in the world. There is no social distancing here. Okay. Right? So that's, is that why they, that's why they think even if you're in your car, like, don't do it? Well, no. Th that the problem, it, it, was, it was a rule. That's the deal. The Taiwanese are very much rule followers. That's a holdover from the Japanese occupation that kind of like stuck with the culture. They very much are yeah. rule followers. And so if the government says, even in your car... You're going to have some people that are going to go, that's ridiculous. I'm by myself. There's no need to wear a mask. And you'll have some say, they said wear a mask all the time. And so you've got that like. Isn't that everywhere though? Kind of fighting. It's economy. everywhere. Well, yet, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yesterday, yeah. yesterday the government did say, okay, if you're by yourself in your car and the windows are up, then you don't have to wear a mask. But if you roll the windows down for any reason, okay. you've got to put your mask on. So Put your mask on. And I then mean, if you're in your house, I think it's absurd. mask. Uh, no, you know, not, not if you're home. But they, they, they well, kind of hinted at that if you have like 
multiple people in your house that they suggest it. And I'm, again, people were like, look, that's my family. If one of us gets it, we're all going to get it. There's no reason. Like the, the rules are not made with common sense. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. I'm going to be the devil's advocate. I think a lot of people would say that common sense is you have to wear the mask regardless. Even in your own home? I think some people would say yes. And I think some people have completely misunderstood the, pur- the only the purpose of masks, but also just how much, if you live with someone, like you're breathing their air, they're breathing your air. You wearing a mask isn't going to stop that. Especially if yeah. you're living in such I mean, these, these small apartments that we have here. There's no such thing as privacy here. But I mean, because the let's say you're, the someone that the person that's downstairs, they're still breathing your air. Of course. Well, sometimes it depends on how old the building is. But yeah, I know I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and then so then the car one makes sense because if you're in your car, but the sidewalk's like two feet to your left or a foot, that person is breathing your air. Hmm. So maybe everyone should wear but- a mask all the time. Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, in that, in that, hey, you know what? In that case, why even leave your home? Why don't we have just robots that deliver food to us? We can all do our schooling that's online. Expensive, we dude. can all. Uh-huh. Well, that's. But I mean, you can't do that thing. overnight. I, you gotta work up to it. Well, that, and hey, and that's what we're doing, right? That's all. That's the whole purpose of this great reset. We're trying to work towards that bright, brilliant, what? wonderful Wait, future. Wait, stop right there. What I've heard that phrase before. What does that mean? I've heard the great reset. I don't oh, know what they mean. You're, you're listen, your listeners like are not ready you for push this. The, okay, I, I wanna, I'm genuinely curious because I've heard Russell Brand, I've heard people say <laughs> Russell Brand talks about the Great Reset. And then like other people online are talking about the Great Reset. Now, I'm going to tell uh, you what well, I think it means based on what I've heard. All uh, right. And it, I, it sounds like it just means like you push the reset button on your game console and then you just go back in time. Okay. Is that what you think it means? Yeah. That's like, like basically you go back to, so uh, who was it? Einstein said, I don't know how World War III will be fought, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. I think that is Mm -hmm. what they mean, right? No, not even close. A a little close, right? No, not even close. Not even in the same hemisphere. Wouldn't you illuminate me? <laughs> Wouldn't you illuminate me there? Right. That's why I thought it was going. All right. So for the record, before I get started with this, I apologize to all of your listeners. You came here to talk about Taiwan. We're going to get into that. Can we? Do you want to talk about Taiwan first, or do you want to dive into this now? Because this is a hole that's going to open up the, the more we dive in. Okay. Let's, let's go to Taiwan then. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about Taiwan. So right now, right. what's put the that on the back burner? Lockdown? Put that on the back burner. We'll definitely talk about it. But I want to. I'm sure your listeners want to hear more about Taiwan first. Yeah, yeah. And that way, like when we before we jump into it, people that don't want to like indulge in that can exit, but still hear about Taiwan. I think yeah, that's good. Exactly. So, what's uh? So you guys have four levels. You're at level three. What's level four? And level four is where. Non-essential services are suspended temporarily. Stay home. Don't leave unless you absolutely have to to get food 
or what was the other one? Or if you have an emergency medical situation, whatever. Um, there's a bunch of the hospitals. So my work is like right next to a hospital. And so I walk by it every day when I go home. Um, the the hospitals here are on like super high alert and they've got like tents outside inside the parking lots and stuff of like people getting tested for COVID or whatever. Um, like it's, it's a, it's, is there a lot of people getting tested right now? They've actually suspended self requested testing. Um, you're not allowed to request a test anymore, which is really difficult if you're trying to leave. Um, they only offer tests to people who are either in one of the hotspot areas, which I'm living like, less than a kilometer away from one of the hotspots. But anyway, um, they're only testing people but who are in count. those hotspots. No, it doesn't count. No. Um, okay. Or they're testing people who are who have been tracked to be at a location that, that an infected person visited. So they're... Wait, tracked how? <laughs> well, right now, one of the measures of level three is that whenever you go into any business, I mean, I'm talking any business, 7-Eleven or restaurant, whatever, you name it, you have to either write down your name and phone number so they can track you, or you get out your phone, you scan a QR code and send a, uh, a, a little thing off to the government saying, hey, here's my name number, and I was at this Dang. restaurant at this time. It's, in I'm my opinion... I'm not going to lie. That's crazy, but that's effective. Okay, okay effective, yes. Draconian and intrusive and tyrannical, I believe also, yes. And I know a lot of your listeners yeah, are going to be offended in, by you're that. You're not in the U.S. You're not in the U.S. too. So, I mean, like, I'm not going to expect Florida-type rules. True. I know, true. Totally but true. I, I will give them this. If you're trying to pinpoint where a burst could happen, that's a good way to do it. Absolutely. I totally, here's the, I totally agree with you. My problem is, is that if, if, the, if the business was deciding to do that, yeah, sure, I'll respect that rule. But this was like a, a fiat handed down from the government. Hey, if you want to, you have to do this. You don't get a choice. And that was, that's the part that, that makes me go, okay. Um, it, I mean, put it this way. Like, you're right, I'm not in the U.S., but Taiwan kind of brands itself as like one of, the, one of the, like the, the pure lovers of democracy in Asia, right? They, they brand themselves as like, we are, we are, the, we are the, being the real fighters for democracy and equality. Well, yeah, dude, but that's like people that are here that love Chinese food, but to them, it's like Panda Express. That's what they mean. I guess. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, the, maybe Taiwan's version of democracy and freedom and equality is not my American version. I totally agree with that. I can, I can see that for sure. I can see that. Yeah, point. just a just a different lens. Yeah, but I mean, like, it sounds like like the methods that they that the methods that they're using are extreme. But in such a small place, I think it's going to be pretty effective. Well, I mean, I I think it already I think it already has been effective. Like we like we've already started to see the number of cases not increase by so much uh, each day. So I think it's already starting to be effective. Um, but I guess you know. You think y'all are going to go to level four? Well, the, the government said that the only thing that's going to make us go to level four is if we have um, either over 100 new cases each day for two weeks, which we're at, we're at you know, six, seven days of 100 cases each day, so huh, we have one more week left, or um, if, we can, if we have more than, I think it was like 200 untraceable cases, like we don't know where they got it from. Okay, so basically, if people if people aren't checking into Seven Eleven, no, it's, it's actually so. Do you want to know how this whole, how this whole 
outbreak started. Yeah. So it started out where you had airline pilots for airline companies and mainly like Taiwanese owned airline airline companies. You know, they were originally subjected to quarantine rules just like anyone else. Where if they flew somewhere else and they came back, they had to quarantine for two weeks unless they were flying out the next day, you know? Um, yeah. But here's the problem. You know, their their next flight was going to be in less than two weeks. So they were kind of like in perpetual quarantine, right? Quarantine. They were, all, they were always being quarantined because they would come back and their next flight was, say, in four days. They couldn't exactly go out and do something for four days. They had to stay in quarantine and then go out. They were basically slaves. They became slaves overnight, you know? They would go out, fly, come back, be in quarantine, go back out and fly, come back in quarantine. It's horrible. I'm, I'm not denying that it's horrible. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah. Sounds, that sounds, that's not a life. That's not how you live. So the government thought, right. okay, well, let's do a thing where we can test them. We can monitor their symptoms. If they're, if they're not showing symptoms, if, they're, if they, they test negative, then we'll reduce their quarantine down to just three days. Right? Just make it, yeah. and just make it to where they can at least get a couple days of their family, you know, before they go back. Right. Well, that's all good. That's all good. If they follow the rules and they do what they're told, and then also whenever they are released after that through those three days, they are required to, to uh, report their location. They have to tell people, they have to tell the government where they're going. Um, yeah. Here's the problem. They were going to what is known as tea houses and what's called KTVs. So... Let me just KTV KTV. Let me just cut through all the BS. They're unofficial bra- Korean television. They're unofficial brothels. Oh, not Korean television. No. Uh, well, sta- what do you mean by unofficial brothels? Meaning that stink sanctions. Meaning that uh, they everyone knows they're a brothel, but nobody says anything about it because it's kind of like mm, we don't really want to mess with that. Uh, it, yeah. It's one of those things where in East Asian culture, if there is an elephant in the room, it's best to just let the elephant leave on its own than have to deal with it, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's huge. What do you do? And then on top of that, the underworld own, the underworld element of Taiwan owns a lot of these places, and so the government is not willing to go to war with them over, over this, you know? Um, okay. And, and so a lot of pilots, what they do is... So they weren't trying to go visit family. Oh, no. <laughs> they were trying to go get laid. Yes, absolutely. And they did, effectively. Okay. And here's the, here's the worst part. A lot of the girls that work in those places are not Taiwanese girls. They, they are bought for, or they are brought from, from outside Taiwan, the Philippines, Indonesia, some maybe even Japan or China, mainland China. And these girls don't live a good life. Like, let's, let's put that up front. They, a lot of them are sex slaves, probably that have been bought by their handlers and it's, it sucks. And they're promised a good life in a place as, as rich and affluent and wonderful as Taipei and are basically made to do that. Um, I mean, Dang. and how, but no one does anything about it because they're afraid of, of the underworld. That is a very oversimplified way of putting it. There's other factors involved too. Um, main, may also, I mean, you have to understand that KTV uh, is also it's just, it, what does that mean? It, it just means karaoke television. It is a karaoke place. Okay. You go there, you get in a room, you sing songs, get food delivered to you. Like it has a legitimate business front. Like that that is a legitimate business here. People go to KTVs all the time to just do that. But 
there is an uh, there is an undercurrent. There's an under business that you go there for that. I've never done that before. I want to make sure I make that clear. But I, I've uh-huh. I've heard. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm you, not gonna do myself right. But I have <laughs> I have heard stories from other expats, and so first first an experience from a, what is an like there used to be Patrick. What's expat? Oh, expat. So that's it. Just means an expatriate. It means someone who no longer lives in their own country. So it's it's Latin expatriatus. Okay. How is that different? What? How is that different from a tourist? So tourists they go to a country, do all the touristy things, go to all the landmarks, live, you know, be in a hotel, spend time with, you know, other tourists, and they don't really in, engage in the culture. They're here for maybe like a week, two weeks at most. If they really, if they really like want to dive into the culture, maybe a month. But they go home, right? They're on a tourist visa. They go home. An expat is someone who's here as a resident or they have a job here or they're here long term and they've chosen to live here, not just visit. Okay, so so to qualify as an expat, you have to be like your goal is to live in Taiwan. Well, that's just any country. Any any person not living in their home country is an expat. Okay, yeah. Maybe I'm the only one that hasn't heard that term before. But okay. That I guess that makes and that's is that better than foreigner? Yeah, same thing. It just okay. ex, expat's I mean, more of like the traveler term for it. Okay, yeah, interesting. So you've heard from other people that are not from there but living there about these they go karaoke yeah. and they get hokey pokey. <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially. Okay, and then so the pilots. They were going to these places, mm-hmm. infecting these girls, and then they were... No, reverse. Infecting... Out- reverse. The girls were infecting the pilots? And Well, I think it's both. I'm not... To be honest, the story hasn't been... They haven't, they haven't said one way or the other. I think they're trying to avoid, like, discrimination against one group or the other. But one group infected another group, and it spread from there. We just don't know. We don't know which yeah. started it. Well, I mean, you... You just need one person. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'm sure. But I'm sure they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna dip their taco in different sauces. And I it's mean. not just that. It's not just the KTVs. Uh, it's also uh, there's also something called a tea house. Now, yeah. What what is that in East okay. in East Asia, what? especially kind of from Japan and Korea? Tea houses are literally that's all it is. A place you go to drink fresh ground tea. Like it's fresh tea. The leaves are all either freshly like a coffee shop. Kind of, but more sophisticated. Like it's, it, there's an actual culture behind it. Um, it. It's, it's not cheap. It's not somewhere you go to like be on your laptop, right? You go there for the experience of being served by you know a beautiful woman, and you get to drink really high quality tea. You know, have time to talk with your your friends in private. Like it's, it's, it's a more sophisticated thing. Um, so like, um, like the Japanese ceremonial teas. Kind of, but way less formal. Way less formal. Um, okay, so in between both. Between both, it's in between, yeah. Um, yeah and so okay. I actually, I actually got to go to a Japanese style tea house in North uh, Taiwan a couple, about a month or so ago. It was really cool. Um, getting to have like real fresh roasted tea was really cool. Really cool experience. Um, Is that the, are those the only places that have uh, fresh tea leaves? No, of course not. But you, but you're not going there for just the tea. You're going for the experience as well. You're going for the, okay. the 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 ambiance of sitting in like a tatami room, and it's really cool. You're going for like the experience. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna need you to um, mail me some 
some tea bags. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, because that sounds awesome. And so well, I'll say this. I, the, what, the tea I had there was some of the best tea I've ever had. Didn't need sugar. Didn't need any kind of cream, milk or anything. It was perfect on its own. It was flavorful and it was beautiful. It was good. It was really good. So it yeah, it was an entirely different experience for me. I bought I got I brought an entire can home and I've already used it all and I'm disappointed Dang. disappointed in myself. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so these tea houses though, again they have a legitimate business front. You know they actually are businesses that do a real legit service. Um, but then again underneath it there is a high class prostitution kind of thing going on there. The KTVs are more like. Lower class, middle class prostitution. The tea houses are more like, you know, high class hookers. <laughs> I hate to say it. Like, are you so? The, are the hookers high class or the clientele high class? Both. Okay, so they're getting paid more. And yeah. So they're actually living better than the the KTV. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. But are they there voluntarily, or is it still like a forced into labor? Remember what I said about the elephant? You don't really question that. You don't really think about that. You know. Uh, the government doesn't. Oh, okay. The government doesn't want to deal with it. They know it's there. If if this way, if they are dealing with it, I don't know a thing about it. So. Okay, and then um, how? Okay, I just don't know. How do you go into a place that sells tea and ask for a hooker? How does that work? <laughs> like the, I don't know the the Cape TV. I I can kind of see how that could yeah, like hey, can we bring someone for entertainment? We're tired of singing. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but the tea like. What else can I dip my tea bag into? Like I don't. How do you ask for that? I, I don't know. And that that's something that's. I mean, that's where my experience. That's where my knowledge ends. I'm just basically going off what I read off local yeah. newspapers. But you should find the, out for the, us and then come back for episode three and let us know how you did it and what the experience was like. Oh, right. so you want me to infiltrate the underground of Taiwan <laughs> just for your podcast? No, no, no. Just no. Just go and ask for some company. Ah, that's that's how you do it, dude. So you go there. You say, hey. I'm here drinking tea. <laughs> Can I have someone to accompany me? And then that's how you say, oh, goodness. You, you, yeah, like the, I think that's how it works. So I'm going to get arrested as a foreigner asking for a prostitute for your podcast. The pilots didn't get arrest, arrested. <laughs> so, uh, well, no, you're not going to get arrested. Look, just wear your mask. <laughs> they can't arrest you. You're like, nope, you have a mask on. <laughs> Right, see, I'm good. I got a mask. You can't arrest me, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, so right now we are at level three, but I don't think that we're gonna. I don't think it's gonna go higher to level four. I think people are taking it seriously enough. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much staying in my house all weekend. So I mean, yeah. Um, also about Taiwan right now. Keep in mind, it's a very superstitious society. Um, whether or not they admit it, they are. I know a lot of Taiwanese, especially like younger Taiwanese, have distanced themselves uh, from the superstitions of their elders, but they're still superstitious. Like it's, they still have their... How does that tie into COVID? I mean, look at it this way. When you have the government saying, don't do this, 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 and this, and these are the scientific reasons why, they'll listen, they'll do what, they'll do what, they'll do what they're told. But then the government's smart. Like they're not, they're not dumb. They're using kind of Taiwanese mentality. If you say so. I know, right? Uh, they're using <laughs> Taiwanese mentality and Taiwanese superstitions to, to help them. Um, so what like what are they saying? Like, Okay, wait. First explain... No, no, no. Explain what they're doing and then explain the backstory on what those superstitions are. Okay. So 
most Taiwanese uh, in like we talked a little bit about Ghost Month last time, right? About the month of August and some of the different things you do during that month to keep angry spirits away yeah. from you. Um, so most Taiwanese, um, if their family is very traditional, they still have this idea of like you have to be afraid of your ancestors, right? You have to be afraid, um, and and if because if your ancestors are angry at you for any reason during August, <laughs> they're gonna let you know. Um, and it's not going to be a good month, but the idea is going to a lot of, uh, a lot of information has come out that, that people who get COVID have long-term effects, right? Um, like lung damage and other things. Well, that affects your ability to get married and attract a mate and continue your family line. Right. And so there's this idea of like you cannot catch this disease because if it affects your prospects for the future at all in any way, shape, or form, that's not only going to hurt your life, but it's also going to hurt your ancestors. Oh, because you're, now you're affecting the lineage. Yeah, exactly. And so you're, they're taking an already scary situation well, and they're adding Hold to the on. fear. Why, why do you think they're saying that? To play on that fear and not saying that because people that are in the hospital when they get out have lung problems. Well, I think it's, well, here's the deal. Everybody, almost everyone in Taiwan smokes anyway, so lung, lung, lung problems are across the board. Um, but I, What? Well, then why aren't they like, yeah, I already have that. I, well, again, well, I mean, it, because again, you, you have to understand, Taiwan is a, a culture dominated by fear already. Like, the, the don't, don't make your ancestors angry. Don't make your parents angry. Don't make your, you know, don't make your teachers angry. It's all about, Keeping everything calm, it's like keeping everything at, a, at an acceptable level, and a bunch of that superstition comes. So you think what? Have they have the has the government said anything? Okay, because like okay. the government's so not saying here, the government's also, not saying don't make your ancestors angry. They're not saying right. That. No, no, no. I get what you're saying, but so like the thing is, in the U.S., the government's also saying like, hey, you know if. If uh, you end up hospitalized with COVID, once you come out of the hospital, you're going to have scar tissue in your lungs mm -hmm. and like these long-term effects, right? Mm -hmm. But they're not saying it because we think, they think we're going to start thinking about our ancestors. So could it be the same thing there? Or do you think they're purposely saying it to play on that fear? Like, why do you think that if that's the case? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know. And I, I don't want to spitball and give reasons I don't know. Um, I think... I think that if there is a reason behind it, we probably won't know until long after the whole thing is over. But they're definitely even if even if the government's not saying anything, I've heard like some of the older uh, Taiwanese that I know, like they've they've all expressed, "Oh, I don't want my grandson to get COVID because I don't want him to, you know, not have prospects in, in getting a wife." Or, "Oh, I don't want my my niece to get COVID because I don't want it to affect her ability to have children." Like things like that. Yeah, like see, like that, that, that I get. Yeah, and that to me doesn't sound unreasonable if you already have like that in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're ahead since you were a kid. You've been thinking ancestors, ancestors, and lineage. Mm -hmm. So if this has long term effects, then yeah, you're gonna think that. Yes, um, and nobody knows if COVID even has multi generational effects. Right, and so yeah, and and, I, mean, I, and yeah. I think people COVID has become kind of this like mega monster disease and so anything's possible with covid <laughs> you know uh anything is possible who knows what it could do to you and your grandchildren and children's children who knows and again it's just fear 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 
Some of it's legitimate. Yeah. I think a lot of it is their superstitions and their desire to, to further their lineage is adding and compounding to that for sure. Yeah. But I mean, that should just cut down on the time they have to spend quarantine, right? In theory. In theory, but I think, I think most Taiwanese are actually like, but this way for the past, like two weeks, a greater number of people are self quarantining. Um, like they're choosing to stay home, even if they don't have to. Um, the Taiwanese are going to do whatever, what they believe, whatever it takes to make this go away, to get back to life as normal. And when I say whatever it takes, I mean whatever it takes. They'll give up any amount of freedom, any amount of uh, convenience to make it go away. Because, again, fear does drive them. And I, I'm not that's not a criticism either. I want to make that very clear. It's not a criticism of the Taiwanese. The fact that they're willing to do whatever it takes... I actually, I actually find that inspirational. Like they're willing to put put the work in, you know. Um, yeah, I mean it's sacrificial. Exactly, but I think that the problem comes when, like, only a small portion of them are asking the question of, "Yeah, I'll do whatever it takes," but is what you're telling me to do going to actually do anything, or is is what you're go- is what you're telling me to do actually beneficial? I don't think enough of them are asking those questions. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, like, basically you're saying that they're fearful to a fault and that there's so much fear, it's better not to... Oh, elephant. There's an elephant. And they're like, let's just not talk about it. Exactly. Like, don't, don't, don't worry about the elephant. Just do what you're told. The elephant will go away. You know, forget the fact that yeah. you, may, you may do something that'll keep so, the elephant in the room. Just do it and it'll so go for, away. <laughs> for the listeners that don't know, I, I, this is kind of... It's not funny. This is a serious thing, but it's funny to me because I'm a jerk. But the reason why we're talking about COVID, it really, it's because you want to leave, but you can't because they're in lockdown, right? Pretty much. Why don't you explain that? So, why don't you explain that? So let me make it clear. I love Taiwan. Like I, when I came here five years ago, honestly, I was like, okay, my my contract is for two years. I'll do my two years and move on, right? Well. It didn't work out like that. <laughs> my my when at the end of my first two years here, I realized I just loved it here. You know, I, I love the people, I love the culture, the food. I, lo- I even love the language. Learning Chinese is a lot of fun. It's difficult, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and and it's been one of those things where I just I don't I don't I don't want to leave. And so stayed another two years. Well, then COVID hits, and I'm thinking, okay. You know, I, I mean, I, just like everyone else at the beginning, I was super afraid. I think everyone had a good reason to be afraid in the beginning, honestly. Um, this We're seeing videos from China of people, like, literally dropping in the streets. We're seeing, like, you know, people being welded into their apartments and bodies dropping in huge groups of bodies in Iran. Like, yeah, I remember those early videos thinking, like, holy crap, this is it. Like, this was there. There was videos of people dropping in the streets. Oh, I don't think I saw. Oh, that. absolutely, dude! There were hundreds of videos of people walking in China and just dropping or like coughing and like. What What happened? We don't know. I mean, that, that was part of it, right? That was part of their early fear of seeing these videos of people looking sick in China, dropping, and then people rushing over and trying to help them. You know, um, it, it it made everybody afraid, right? And then you had, and then like maybe a month after COVID really started maybe like February-ish, maybe early March of 2020, then you get videos out of the Middle East, especially Iran, of like whole rooms of body bags. And we're like, holy crap, this is it. This is the- did, it get like, did it get like that in, in Taiwan? No, 
life was going on as normal. So Taiwan, being the very staunch anti-communist country that it is, the minute something weird started coming out of China, immediately cut off all flights to and from China. Like, immediately, overnight. Okay. And said, okay. So... What? Go ahead. Well, then they said, if anyone is a mainland Chinese person and they want to go back to mainland China... You've got like two weeks, and then we're not, and then that's it. So basically, you had a mass exodus of people leaving Taiwan to go back home to China. Which couple? I I, I had, um, I had expats. No, no, no. These are like Chinese people, like like actual Chinese. Do they not count? What? Do, do they not count as expats? Uh, that's a complicated question. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think we touched on it last time. Okay. Yeah, that's a so, complicated question. But so, they left. Um, but so bunch of Chinese people left to go back home and, and you know, whatever. Taiwan essentially closed the borders. It's an island, so it's easier to maintain borders than like, you know, America would be. Um, yeah. And so life went on as normal. Like I mean, I'm not kidding. The rest of the world was going to go in lockdowns, and we were like, nothing was going on. Nothing was wrong. Honestly, I was I was like, man, there's no way I can leave Taiwan now, <laughs> right? Every ever the rest of the world is yeah. is literally going to hell in a handbasket in Taiwan. We're still eating in restaurants like it's no big deal, um, and so kind of just stayed here for a little while. But whenever, maybe like back in January this year, I I felt okay, maybe it's time for me to leave. Uh, I let my boss know that I wanted to end my contract, and she's like, okay, thank you very much for letting me know early, all this other stuff. Well, then, like, Mark... What, um... Hold on, hold on real quick. What and You said in January. What happened in January that made you think that maybe it's time to go? I think more and more news was coming from China that they were preparing for drills and other things to invade Taiwan. Um, and we hear that all the time. I mentioned that last time in your the last episode we, we hear that all the time but yeah. but to see like actual photos of okay china because real quick mm-hmm. so last time we spoke like not during the podcast like outside the podcast mm-hmm. i asked you about that i said hey man so I'm, I'm wondering if you're okay i'm seeing a lot of news out here that you know looks like china's getting serious about going into taiwan mm-hmm. and you said no that happens all the time it's nothing to worry about it's normal yes but now you sound like maybe something's not Normal. Yeah, yeah. Something has definitely, absolutely changed. Um, okay, what? I, finish explaining. Finish what you were saying, and then come into dive into like what you think is different this time. Well, I mean, what changed in January was seeing actual photos of like actual photos of Chinese doing beaching drills. You know, um, like before it was China kind of saber rattled and said, "Ah, we're gonna take you over." And Taiwan was like, "Okay, whatever." Well, then they started incur- you know they started going into Taiwanese airspace more and more. They started, uh, you know, sending more, more and more people. Uh, sorry, sending more and more planes into airspace and further and further and further into the airspace. Like it just, it got to the point where it was. I mean, the the local Taiwanese English newspaper stopped reporting on Chinese incursions into Taiwanese airspace because it was an everyday thing, and so they didn't want to bore their readers. Um, so for the um, I'm sorry if I'm from interrupting, but um, for the locals there, would they also? Because I mean, you've been there for five years, but there's guys that have been there for like, you know, twenty, thirty years, centuries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would they? Would are they in agreement that this isn't, this is different than before? Um, I think that once you 
once you get to a point when you're a lifer, when you agree that no, Taiwan's my home now, when you think that, you, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore, you know? Um, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> I'm not a lifer. No, no. But um, do they think, like, this is a serious threat, or do they think this is just uh, flexing? I don't know. I'll be honest. I haven't had that conversation. We've had, you know, most of the, of the expats that I know here, they're also kind of in the same, like, oh, I don't know if I should leave or not. Um, but the long-term expats, they just, to them, it's like, whatever, it's China. And I honestly, I think that's just, uh, what's the word? Denial. I think they're just in denial. Do you think they're in denial or do you think you're in denial? I'm overreact. Do you think I'm overreacting? No, I'm asking you if you think you're overreacting. Um, well, you know, I'm a Christian, and so the Bible says that a prudent man sees danger and runs, and a foolish man ignores it. So I would rather be the prudent man, be the wise man, see danger, get out of its way, and be wrong, and have overreacted, than be a fool and say, oh, no, it's not a problem, and then get steamrolled by China. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's, a, that's a better response than I was expecting. So, because, um, okay, so from, from the people that I know's point of view here, uh, it, people seem to think like things are escalating to a degree to where it's going to reach a boiling point soon. The, the question isn't will it, the question is when. Yes, I, I totally agree. Right? I think that's a fair assessment of what's going on in, in East Asia right now. Absolutely. Okay, and the reason why I ask is because, um, so like, I've I've been to Mexico when the news are reporting certain things, and then I go and I'm like, I mean, it's kind of a little bit overblown. And right? for sure, so for sure, I that is true. Maybe. Okay, that's what, that's what I thought. Maybe that's what was going on. Is like for us, it's like, well, look, this is they're gonna invade in like two weeks. No, but then no, everyone's no, no. there like, no. No, no, no. I'm, and keep in mind, I'm not a geopolitical expert, and I don't ever want to pretend to be one. But the way I see it here is most Taiwanese are a not prepared for a full scale invasion of China. I mean, I don't know about the, I don't know about the Taiwanese. Who, what countries are? I agree. I agree. No, actually, I really agree. But I think right yeah. now, China is kind of pissing everybody off. Um, I mean, you've got. China and India are basically fighting over Nepal, and then also they're also having border skirmishes, little brush fire skirmishes uh, on their border. You've got, you know, South Korea and China being like, hey, stop it. You need to calm the down. We've got enough to deal with with coronavirus. We don't need you also starting a war. Japan has stayed relatively out of it, but also Japan's in the process of rearming itself anyway. So I don't know what that... I don't know what that's going to look like in the next 10 years. That's going to be strange. Um, so there's there's a lot going on in East Asia. Like, look, this is the Asian century. The 21st century, whether we like it or not, is the Asian century. And so whatever happens... You think, you think the U.S. is done? No, 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 not at all. But I think that the focal point of, of what's, what's going to really shape global culture is going to be Asian. Uh, I think all eyes are on Asia right now. I think that's just how it is naturally. Well, okay. I think it's because you're there. Because a lot of news is coming out from, like, uh, what, Israel, the conflict in the Middle East, in the Holy Land, and Russia. And, and you know what? That's a, that is a fair assessment. I may, maybe my, my 
my glasses are just so narrowed because I am in Asia. Yeah, that's that, that's a fair point. Um, I mean, really, I think I think. It's just who fires first, <laughs> really. Like once we have one big conflict, then we can say with confidence, all eyes are there. All right, two hundred dollars on China. We're <laughs> <laughs> right. gonna take bets. Like I, th- I think I'm gonna take Russia on this one. I think I think they're ready for something to go down. I don't know, man. I think I think they're mainly defensive. They've learned. They've learned that they have no. Dude, they, they have no business been, attacking other they, people. They're best. That they're they're best in defense. They're getting all of their a bunch of military personnel. On the border of uh, Russia and um, the Ukraine, so I don't know. We'll see, man. I mean, I mean, chi- China's just flying airplanes. These guys are putting ships and foot soldiers on the borders. All right, and yeah, and you don't think China's not doing that? They're doing beaching drills, dude. What does that mean? They're they they are doing drills where they are taking boats with sh- troops in them and doing drills as if they're invading the beaches of Taiwan. Oh, they're doing the drills in Taiwan. No, they're doing it in China, but they're pretending that they're going to Taiwan. Oh, but see, let's just pretend. It's it's a it's a drill. It's practice. I thought it's a drill. It's practice. But yeah, but when you say beaching drill and you make it like serious, I thought they were like taking boats, going onto the shores of Taiwan, faking it, and then leaving. No, no, that's an actual invasion. That's an actual invasion. No, because they're not shooting. They're not shooting, they're leaving. No. It's like, just kidding. And then they, it's like ding-dong ditch. You're not breaking no, into no, the house, no. you just knock and leave. No, 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 no. That's, no, that's totally different. But, but you, so, wait, you think practicing on your land to beach someone else is equivalent to having ships and troops on the border of another country? Well, whenever the border of another country is water, yes. I guess. I mean, because how? I mean, that's because the troops are still at the border. It's just this thing separating the two countries is water, so they have to practice okay, going look, over ship. Here's what here's what beaching looks like to me. Okay, is your neighbor goes to the shooting range and shoots a target that's an outline of a person. Okay, versus, and this is what I think Russia would be more like doing. Versus grabbing all your friends with guns and standing in the front porch of your neighbor's house. I mean, we're, like we're playing... One of those... Go on. I'm just saying, one of those seems a little bit more severe than the other. Maybe, but I think that... I think we're playing semantics. It's both countries are preparing for war. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah. You know, but what, um, both countries are preparing for something to go down, and holy crap, it's not going to be fun when it does. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be fun for anyone. I don't... Okay, I don't know a lot about Taiwan. How long do you think they could hold off if China were to do something? If they were to pull the trigger tomorrow, how much time do you think the people there have? So, I know nothing about Taiwan's military strength. So, I'll put it this way. My school is right down the street from the lar- one of the largest military bases in North Taiwan. And it's not that large. Yeah. It's not that large. It's like the size of a small college campus. Okay. So, so if, I don't know. if no allies come in, I mean. Oh, see, that, see, that's the thing. That's why I think, oh, man, I think that this could be a flashpoint, really, because if you had, a, if, let's say China invades Taiwan tomorrow, and the U.S. says, which I don't know why they would, but let's say the U.S. goes, hey, yeah, we're, no, China, that's not okay. We're, we're going to come to the defense. 
Well, Japan has in their Article 9 of their constitution that they're not allowed to start wars, but they are allowed to join wars of their allies. U.S. and Japan have been close allies since the, since the beginning of the post-war period, so Japan would get involved. Then you've got other countries like Russia and Israel and, you know, even even you know parts of India and maybe even Pakistan going, woo, finally, this is it. And I think it would just, I think it would devolve so quickly that it wouldn't be like World War II. I think World War II was like one nation joined and then another nation joined and then two nations joined. I think you think this is faster. I think I think I think the the cluster the 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 overall just complete destruction would be the so cluster duck. I know I don't I don't want to say that, but I think the destruction would be so quick and so devastating that you would not have enough time to form proper alliances. But the alliances are already formed. I mean a lot of them are. Yes, but I mean like you wouldn't have enough time for a country to be like, I declare war on that other country. It would be like, oh, yeah, we're declaring war as the bomb's dropping on the country. <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah, like, okay, yeah. It'd be like all hands on deck immediately. Yeah. Not, not a, yeah. Like, and here's the deal. I hope, really. I hope and pray that we are overreacting and overplaying this. I, I really want to believe that there are people on these staffs and on the cabinets of these leaders' countries going, hey, nobody wants this. You need to calm the hell down, sir. Nobody wants this. I, yeah. I want to believe that there are people like that. Um, so, so I don't know. Um, you mentioned that they stopped reporting a lot of the stuff that, that China's doing near Taiwan because basically it was boring. Um, what? Not that they stopped reporting it, but they stopped making it like front page. Like they kind of push it down to like the bottom of the page. Okay. So, but that to you, that doesn't signify like things are dying down. That signifies it's too much. Like you can't just it's basically too repetitious at this point exactly and again the elephant just ignore the elephant it'll go away eventually oh that's right so you think part of the reason why is just maybe if we ignore China it'll go away I think but I think most most Taiwanese especially the 40 and younger crowd they are not they don't they're not part of the old Kuomintang, which is like the conservative pro-Taiwan movement that came over from China after World War II. They're not part of that group, right? They're the, yeah. they're the liberal progressives that say, hey, we want to be our own country, but not if it's going to cause war. Like, you know, they're, they're, they, want to, they want to maintain the status quo as long as possible. Um, okay, so like they're okay with what they have. Yeah, they're, they think that the current situation is more than tenable. Just le- let it be. Just let it be. Um, then you have like the old rabble rousing Kuomintang, which are like, like I said, the people that came from China as the nationalists. And they're just like, no, no, we got to be our own country. It's now or never. Why are we waiting? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, but these guys are like in their late sixties, maybe early seventies, maybe even some in their eighties. Like they're not going to see the effects of any of their actions. So really they do need to shut up and sit down. Um, (laughs) yeah. What, um, hold on. Okay. China is such a huge place. Taiwan is so small. What advantage do you think China would have if they took Taiwan? Only numbers. Like why? Oh, what, what, what would China get from it? Yeah, like like why are they putting so much effort into this? Because right. it's not cheap to run those drills. Like none of what they're do- nothing what they're doing is cheap. That costs money. All right. Um, so why? Well, that goes into kind of like the Chinese 
mindset and superstitions again, right? So keep in mind, one, I don't think China has as much military strength as we give it, as we, as we think it does. You don't realize how spread thin the Chinese CCP, Chinese Communist Party is. Um, they, like, I've been to China. I've seen just how spread thin they are. Or rather, just how concentrated they are in the East. If you go to Western China, it's a totally different country. I'm telling you right now, it's a totally different country. So anyone listening, if you've been mm-hmm. to Eastern China, like Shanghai or Beijing or some or Xiamen or somewhere like that, like or even Xi'an, even Xi'an or Chang'an or somewhere in the middle, go west. Go to go to uh, go to Xinjiang. Go to Lanzhou. Go to Shahe. Go to those western parts of the city or the western parts of the country. It's a totally different world. But anyway. Um, I think that it's about what's called, I mean, I'm sure most people who have studied Asian culture in general understand the idea of saving face, right? The idea that you have to maintain your personal image with others, your reputation with others at all costs. Um, So you think they're doing it just to look strong? Whenever someone is trying to look strong, most of the time they're weak, right? Like yeah. the bullies that walk around school screaming and yelling at people and threatening others and making everybody afraid, like they're often the ones who, if you go to their home life, it, it's absolute hellhole. They're trying to exert some control. Yeah. Right? Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. I think that the CCP at one time was very strong and knew what they were doing. And I think if you go back to the 60s and 70s, man, the CCP was like, they were they were they they understood their purpose and they were in control and all that stuff. I think as the world changed and communism fell, I especially think as with the fall of the Iron Curtain in the '90s and with kind of this turn away from communism as a political ideology that was kind of accepted on the world stage, um, the CCP is kind of the la- is kind of the last holdout. They're the last of the old guard from the fall of, of the Iron Curtain. They're the last ones that are like still around, and so I mean, Soviet Union's fallen. The the communist regimes in Southeast Asia have, fall, have, have somewhat fallen. Like, it's them. They're the last ones, and so they have this mentality of we have to maintain the, We have to hold the line. We have to prove that communism works. And so, so do you think that? So, do you think like at this point they have nothing left to lose, so they might as well go for it? Kind of, yeah. It's it's one, it's one of those things where once you've lied enough, you and once you've once you've sold a lie, you know, as long as you could, there comes a point where you kind of cross a point of no return, right? You have to maintain the lie, even if you know it's a lie, you have to maintain it, or else you're gonna lose everything, right? Yeah. And I think Taiwan, I think not Taiwan, I think China has crossed that line. They now know we have to maintain this no matter what. If we don't, we're going to lose everything. Yeah, because I mean, if, if what you're saying is how they think, then stopping the, the beachings that they have would be basically a sign of premature defeat. Essentially. It would be them go, it would be them going, you know what, you know, we think that Taiwan can do it on their own, and then, but then it's but it's also a domino effect, right? If they give up on China, they have to give up on Hong Kong. They have to give up on Macau. They have to give up on Tibet. They have to give up yeah. on Xinjiang. They have to, like okay, it's a, it's a domino effect. 
But here's the thing: is you said that they've done similar things before, and so if they de-escalated before, why wouldn't they just do this and then de-escalate again? I don't think they've de-escalated. I think that they have simply. They've simply just they've simply just established a new, a new status quo. Not de-escalate. They've never once de-escalated. So you think, but they have established so, a, new, a new status quo. I mean, look at Hong Kong right now. I mean, they they've established a new status quo, and nobody likes it, but it's now yeah. how it is in Hong Kong. So I'm just trying to see if I can get like a because it's hard to think of that conflict from your point of view, right? From someone who's there. Um, is it kind of like then that, because before, again, it's just stuck in my head. Before you were saying like, no, this has happened before. Is it kind of like, what you're seeing, I guess, is that they're inching closer. Like, yeah, it happened before, but now, like every time they do it, they're just inching closer to what the, their goal is. Well, um, or, or like, or me... what did you see this time that made you think, okay, maybe, you know, I should be prudent and then just cash my chips in right now. Um, I think of it like this. If you know that your neighbor is moving their fence, like if you like your neighbor is repairing their fence, right? And they you notice that they moved it a foot closer to your property. Okay, no big deal. They're still on their property, right? It's no big deal. Well then let's say a storm comes and they have to repair their fence again. So they move it another foot closer to your property. Again, Let's say they're at let's say they're at the edge of your property. The fence is literally on the property line. Again, what can you do? Each time that yeah. each time they move closer, it was, you know, whatever. It's they're still they're still within their sphere of influence. They're not it isn't like they're they isn't like they have they have a part of the fence jutting off into your backyard. But every time they got yeah. closer, you were like, Okay, that's whatever, you know, no big deal, but you still notice it. Yeah. Well now okay. now they're at the property line. And you know, you know a storm is coming. And you know the last storm, when they had to repair the fence, they moved the fence again. Yeah. And so you're, you're, okay. you're going, okay, I'm watching now. I'm watching this. Bef so, before I didn't care. Okay, now so I that care. Yeah. That brings me to, like, something else then. Because that, okay, that, I, that puts things a little bit more in perspective. So what, uh, let's pretend a lot of the things that you're seeing, like, are kind of normal, right? Like, okay, it's worrisome. But they're not red flags. They're just kind of like yellow flags. They're yellow flags. Orange. Yeah. What? What? What would be like the first sign or something we could watch out for to say, okay, that that right there, that's not good. Well, that's the thing. There won't be that. That's not going to happen like that. It's not going to go. You think it's there's good? not going to be a red flag. It's going to go from yellow to seeing Chinese paratroopers. <laughs> Okay, it's gonna be like that. What's that movie? Red Dawn. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. My point is, that's a that was me being exaggerated. My point is, okay. it's 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 there's not going to be an increment. It's going to be a boom, and I think it it's gonna happen. So you're saying everywhere. there's that's what you're saying about the fence. That's what you were saying the fence, right? There's no more inching forward. They're at the point to where the next move is an invasion. Yes. it's not an inching. Yes, it's a full on. Okay. Yeah, the next move is your neighbor's going to be annexing another foot of your yard, <laughs> you know? And so and, and, and so what you're saying is that you want to leave now if you can. But worst case scenario, <laughs> you're going to get extradited with the rest of the Americans back to oh, the US. Oh, you think that's going to happen? You don't think that that would happen? No. And I and why not? And he, here's my reason why. COVID. 
I think. Yeah, but they just put you in quarantine. I, I, no tea houses, no KCs. They're, they're going to, they're going to use that as an excuse, saying, no, 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 we can't extradite you. We don't want you to, you know, to bring the disease here, bring the disease here. Because I don't know. That sounds ex- excessive. Maybe it does. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe this is my personal belief. Also, maybe if war does break out, kind of the the BS surrounding COVID will go away, and people will actually treat it like it should be treated. But that's another. Or maybe it'll take a back seat because now you have war. Maybe, but like you can't fight two battles. You either fight COVID or you fight the other country. You can't do both. Yeah, but we we've done. I mean, I guess you could. We've done it before. It really we've hard. done it before. World War One, the Spanish flu. Yeah, but we we were still extraditing people. Like we weren't telling anyone you can't. Once you go to war, you can't come back. No, no, no. So a lot of expats were stuck in Europe during World War One. They couldn't get out. Yeah. Whenever war, whenever all out war breaks out like that, there is no diplomatic channel that says you can't go to the embassy and they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, we'll get you on the next flight back." It doesn't work like that, man. Right? Yeah. Plus, I mean, how are you gonna? I wouldn't want to be on that plane anyway. Exactly. Right? Wouldn't be the. I mean, put it this way. Yeah. Whenever the nationalists fled China after World War Two, and whenever the Chinese Civil War kicked up again, there were like, there were there were times. Uh, I would actually suggest you and all of your listeners watch a movie called The Last Emperor. Um, it's a. Is that with Tom Cruise? No, no, no. That's the Last Samurai. <laughs> the Last Emperor is uh, it was made in like I think the late eighties, maybe early nineties. It's a biopic of literally the last emperor of China of the of the that that had the last emperor before the communists took over. And it, it if you want a it's about three and a half hours. It's long. It's as long as Lord of the Rings. It's an intense movie. It it, it details his his whole life from early childhood to his death. And if you want to see a really good raw take on the transition from dynasty to communism, man, it, 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 it's good. It's worth the investment. It's called The Last Emperor. It's, the director's name is Bertolucci. He's Italian. You need to watch it. Okay. It is. I'm, I'm probably going to put it in the show notes, but you need to send like, that to me so I can, I can start looking for it. Definitely. So if you're listening to this, like once this episode is over, Stop what you're doing, carve out three hours, watch it. It's not kid friendly. I would suggest if you have kids, you don't watch it with them. There's uh, there's nudity, drug references, there's violence. Don't watch it with children. But definitely, like it is. A f- I'm probably gonna watch it now after this. It's a phenomenal movie. You think it's on Netflix? I probably not. No, uh, actually, I think it is. I know I know it's on Apple movies. I know it's on Hulu. I believe. I think there's even some copies of it on 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 YouTube if you can find them, uh, and I think it's on yeah. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I'm sure too. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check it out in there then. So, um, what what? So just specifically with you, like, what happened that made you change your mind to leave Taiwan? Being like, now it's yeah. Well, like specifically, because I I don't think it was a series of things. I think it was like. Um, like something had to have happened to make you think, yeah, not normal. Um, I want to be very clear about this. Also, like, 
I'm not leaving Taiwan yet. Like, I could be here for another year, you know, based on how things go. Well, you can't leave Taiwan right now. Exactly, right. Um, I'm just saying that if my predictions are true, and I'm the first one praying that they're not, I'm the first one praying that they're wrong, but if my predictions are true, Taiwan's about to change a lot in the next year. And do you th- by next year, do you mean by the end of... 2021 or I think yeah by the by the by the end of this year by the end of this calendar year going into 2022 Taiwan's about to change a lot because I see you know in the name of the virus in the name of safety and security and protecting other people I see what I believe to be essential freedoms the right to go to a store and the government not know where you're going as being not only willingly given up but people are just trusting that the government's just going to Turn that off, you know? They're just trusting that the government's not going to track you. And I'm just, It's hard to... Explain. So you're more worried about about Taiwan itself, like the Taiwanese government, than you are about the CCP. I mean, but that's the thing. I think that... I think that this is just priming people for whatever the CCP wants to do. It's just getting them ready for it. Oh, okay. You know? I'm not, yeah, I'm, uh, I let me, let me that. make that very clear. I do not think that the Taiwanese government is in league with the CCP. That is laughable. I don't think that at all. But I think... You think they're being cautious. I think they're being cautious. I think they're doing what they believe to be right. But I think... For their people. But an unintentional side effect of that is going to be you are priming people for a communist style of society and so that okay. that that does worry me and I, and I, and here's the, I don't just see it here in Taiwan I see it everywhere so I know your listeners are or, or if you if you're here for just Taiwan this is when I'm going to kind of swerve away from that but <laughs> um wait are we going into the great reset I think so yeah okay cool yeah because I have no idea what that is all right uh so if you're listeners I mean I apologize I know they probably came to talk about Taiwan but still um like, I see it around the world. I, I think most countries in the world today, with with notable exceptions, communism has become more and more acceptable. Um, not just as a political ideology, but even as like a as a as a way of a way of governing people, as a way of actual government. Um, remember, I told you the CCP is like the last holdout from the old guard, from the old the old communists. Well, the new communists yeah. are scary. <laughs> They're just scary. Um, what? Who and what are the new communists? So, to answer that, we go to the Great Reset. So, the Great Reset is an idea thought up by the World Economic Forum (WEC). Um, this is a this is a group of leaders and thought leaders and business entrepreneurs and heads of state and diplomats that come together every couple of years to discuss uh, global economic issues. At least that's a time out. What is this like something that's provable or is this theory? You can go to their website, Google the World Economic Economic Forum. W sorry, WF World Economic Forum. And you can find their website and see their their mission statement, their member nations, everything. But is this like, it's not a forum where where anyone can join, or? Well, like you have to be invited, of course. Like it, it, it's 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 held. I think it's held in Davos, Switzerland. I think, or maybe I don't know Sweden. Maybe Davos, Sweden. It's Davos somewhere in Europe. Um, 
But no, this is like this is a this is a high dignitary like event. This is not like you can't just like buy tickets to go. No, <laughs> yeah, it's by invite. Okay, and and you know how do we how do we know the people that are attending are like serious people and not like you know because like um, I said these are these name? are like heads of state and diplomats and rich entrepreneurs and these are like these aren't just run of the mill people these are like the elite of the elite and this is common knowledge yes absolutely so like no one's gonna I'm not gonna get a bunch of emails saying that that's a conspiracy theory <laughs> I mean put it this way just Google the Great Reset and you'll it'll take you to no yeah I, I just did yeah. there's an actual there's a website yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean I'm not gonna read I know I know while, I know while I'm trying to have a conversation of course of course I mean like but yes there is this I mean there is a there is a conspiracy element to it because some people believe there there are other forces at play here okay but I think I know how to make it put it into like I guess what I'm trying to ask okay you can find an Illuminati website <laughs> and people doing the triangle <laughs> <laughs> is this in that same league, or is this like going to the CDC where they have a website, but they also have employees, and like you can go and you're like, yeah, that go for the CDC. The World Economic Forum is not like I don't think they have employees. I don't think they have like I mean maybe they have like a couple employees to maintain the the minutes from the the meetings and like the website itself. But I don't. It's not like a it's not like an organization, right? I mean it isn't. Sorry, it is an organization, but it's not like a a business or a, it isn't like the United Nations, you know. Okay, what is it? Like I said, it's just they come together every couple of years to discuss economic problems around the world and things that affect the world at large. You know, in the past, they've they've uh, discussed things like global poverty, uh, global food shortages. They've addressed international trade as a way to avoid war. Like there are some things they do that I think are pretty cool, right? Um, but they've also they've also started talking about global economic uh, realities and global economic ideas. The idea being that they want the world to work on a single global economy, um, which I'm, as a as a anti-communist, I'm not in favor of whatsoever. Yeah, but so they've done stuff, like real stuff before, is what you're saying. Yes, of course. And so that's why whenever they talk about this Great Reset, it has weight. It's not just like okay, it's just some fringe group that started in the last year that's talking about this. No, no, no. This is like a a legacy group that has real actual pull in the political world. Yeah, because despite what, like, a, I would say, despite what a lot of people think or say, I would say you can't point to anything and say the Illuminati did that. Of course not, no. But what you're saying is you can point to something and say this organization did that. Well, I can point to things that they discussed in the past. The idea being is that the people that go there, they have, the, the people that visit this event every every couple of years, they have a real pool in their perspective country, respective countries. And so they kind of talk about. And this isn't like hearsay. No, I don't know. Like, like, you, like you can look at the guest list on their website. Yeah. Okay. And you can see okay. who goes that, there. Yeah, that's, I guess that's what. I, like basically, what I want is confirmation of factual stuff, not like Alex Jones saying, <laughs> uh, "This is the cabal. They meet up in a closet." And then, no, no, no. This is no, like a public meet. This is a public meeting. They have videos of people talking. Like they, they, they produce you. They put stuff online. They put out stuff online telling you what their ideas are. Yeah. 
Okay. Wait, I just want to say real quick, clarify, before I get emails on this, too. I know Alex Jones leaked a video of the actual worship of the owl. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> but, okay. So, like, this is a legit, a legit group. Those people are real, and they, they're not hiding that they're part of it. Yeah, they're not hiding their ideas at all. They are, they're, they're, they're preaching the idea of the Great Reset from their mountaintops at this point. Okay, and now, boil it down as best as you can. What is the Great Reset, and why do they want it? In their words, and I quote, in the future, you will own nothing, and you will be happy. Oh, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. That's the Great Reset. Where everything becomes... So it's a, a global... Con- one world government... Kind of, but it's more of an economic idea. It's the economic side of that idea of a one-world government. Um, the idea being that in the future, one, people will not be living in city, will not be living in rural areas. Most people will live in cities. Um, and two, the idea being that uh, everything, everything will be a service rather than a product. Everything will be a service rather than a product. So, for example... So like a laptop is a service. Well, for, no, put it this way. Your home, okay? And this comes, from the, yeah. this comes from the World Economic Forum website. Your home will be a service. Whenever it's your turn to use it, when you go home at night, you go in, everything's where, everything's where it should be. You probably had dinner out or you have dinner delivered. And in case you do want to cook, and you may not have like the proper tools. So you'll... Order the proper tools. You'll order a colander and a spatula and a, and a, and a, and a pan, as well as the ingredients that like cook. from Amazon. Kind of, yeah. You'll order those things to cook your meal, and as long as the as well as the ingredients to cook your meal. And so, cooking like will also beef. cooking will also become more of a novelty rather than like a necessity. And so, you cook your meal, whatever. You clean up your stuff, and then you will send that stuff back. You'll you'll send the pan, the spatula, whatever. You'll send that back. So it's now because now it's someone else's turn to use it. And so you go to sleep, wake up the next morning, go to work. Even your clothes are clothes that you selected from a service that they're not yours. Whenever you're done wearing them, you'll send them back to be cleaned and washed and, and sent to the next person. While you Like a commune or jail. Kind of. But we're like a commune. But while you're gone, okay. so while you're gone, off at work or doing whatever you want to do at your home, it's being used for something else. Let's say someone wants to come to your, your living room, use it as a, as a boardroom for their business. They'll do that. They'll use your living room if they want. They'll sign up for a time or whatever. Let's say someone... Well, it's not your living room. Right. It's not yours. You own nothing. Your bedroom, someone will use it for, to sleep. whenever. Maybe they have to, uh, to, to work the, the night shift, so they use your bedroom to sleep during the day, whatever. Like, nothing is owned. Everything is shared. And how, how do they expect everyone to go on board with this? Well, one of the key ideas is that because you own nothing you'll need nothing and so they're hoping everybody will see the the the, the wisdom in this that, that everybody will you know nothing will be owned so therefore if you need something there's plenty of it to go around and because you only take what you need and not as much as you want because you can't own anything there you know nobody's going to have more than they need and there will be enough for everybody to have some yeah but okay why is that? Why is the idea of everyone sharing everything called the Great Reset? Because it requires an ab- abolition of private property. So that most most countries around the world are are run on the idea that you can own things, right? 
the, the iPad that I'm using to record this to record this call right now, like it's my iPad, right? No, I know some people argue like not really because Apple can do stuff to it. Fine, fine, whatever. But like the microphone, I own this microphone. I own the desk that I'm putting this on. I own the cup that I'm drinking tea from. It's mine. But yeah. in this Great Reset, it's called the Great Reset because the entire the 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 paradigm that we run our society on will be shifted. Right? It's a total paradigm shift. No longer will you own things, you just rent everything. Huh. And, and then and they they think people will just accept it and just go with it. So this is where I get into the conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, no, they don't. Okay, so 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 far we've been talking about what like what they're actually talking about, like their actual idea. Yes. But now we're getting into the part that is just speculation. Yes. Well, all right, I say it's speculation, but it can be understood. It is still publicly made available. Um, there's an idea, right, that in the future, the human population, this was put forth by Bill Gates and by others, uh, which is a whole other can of worms, but this is put forth by them, that the human population will increase. Right now it's at 7 point something billion. It's going to increase to about 9 billion by 2030, I think. And I think they said it was going to peak at either 9 or 10 and then start falling um, because of overpopulation. And so Bill Gates said this in a TED Talk, and he's also said it in other things. And he said the goal of the future is going to be to lower the population, right? Not raise it, lower it to a sustainable level. The word they use for this is called sustainable development. In fact, if you go to the, uh, to the State Department website, that they have a, uh, like a, a sustainable development goal list of things that they want. This is the U.S. State Department, sorry. They have a sustainable goal list of things that they want to achieve in the next 10 or 15 years. Things like moving to re- renewable energy, moving to uh, a complete elimination of dependence on fossil fuels, all this other stuff. One of those goals, yeah. one of those goals is to get people out of rural areas, return those areas to nature, let nature take those areas back over for a reason, and then bring people more into hubs around the countries, around, and not just America, but all around the world, get people in, in, in urban hubs, and then let nature kind of take over the rest of the world again, and then use the natural resources as best we can, distribute it amongst, amongst the the urban hubs and yeah here's the deal okay so and so here, here here's I'm, I'm not trying to ramble i promise this is the point there is a there is a a monument in georgia called the georgia guidestones have you ever heard of them i've heard of them yeah so in it it has you should, ten, why don't you tell us what you think they are on it i'll tell you what they are on it they have t- i think it's like 10 or 15 or maybe even more than that i'm not sure stated goals for the future and i think it's in like i think it's in like seven different languages too it's weird um one of those is the reduction of the world population down to like five hundred thousand, or no it's like 500 million i think but still so huh. that was put in place back in like the late 80s or 90s i think i can't remember when but everyone thought it was just a joke or like a weird art exhibit We've seen those things, some of those things starting to take place. But have it, have it, okay, I'm trying to think of how far back I can remember, but I can't because I don't know for sure off the top of my head. But I'm pretty sure 
people have talked about overpopulation for like at least a hundred years ago. Yes. Like it's not a new topic. Yes. And but this and and currently what we're seeing is a decline in in uh pregnancies and, and childbirthing in the US to the point to where it's a little bit concerning. But even then, I, so, I, I feel this way. As someone who's been in multiple countries around the world, I don't get the overpopulation thing. You can own Right. Well I mean everyone could if you if if everyone lived in the way New York City lives, we could fit the entire world population in Texas. So I I can see what you mean where like it doesn't make sense. But my thing is if we already have countries that are having problems because they can't produce enough children, why would a group say we need to stop producing children when the problem is we can't produce enough children? Because that's, all, that's only those countries. We have other countries like India where, they, where the problem there is that the population of India is exploding at an exponential rate. The populations of parts of, of, of Africa are exploding at exponential rates. Okay, okay. Let's let's uh, let's let's go down this rabbit hole and let's say. Well, okay, hold on. Before we do that, before we do that, because I, yeah. I want to actually be clear in what I'm saying. This are the ten. I just looked it up. These are the ten things that the Georgia Guidestones require, and the the languages they listed in are English, Spanish, Swahili for some reason, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. So those are the languages that they, they, they have inscribed in these 10 ideas and goals. Number one, maintain humanity under 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Eugenics. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language, one world language. Number four, rule passion, faith, and tradition in all things with tempered reason. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Nine, prize truth, beauty, and love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature Leave room for nature. Huh. Okay, wait. Out of all of that, this is the thing that I find the most weird. They say fair laws and just courts. Shouldn't it be just laws and just courts? Mm. You would think. Right? Because you want the laws to be just, mm -hmm. not fair. Because, I mean, fair can change. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Exactly. And here's the deal. It sounds like, oh, we see, they want nations to rule themselves. No, 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 no. It says, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Okay? Most yeah. of the reasons people go to war, at least, country, at least in the past 100 years or so, has been because of, we would think, oh, it's external disputes, right? No, it's because of internal ideas. World War II happened because of... of people attacking, you know, Germany for its internal, you know, ways of doing things, right? People saw what was going on. I thought on. Germany was expanding. Oh, okay, but Germany was expanding to its pre-World War, pre -World War I borders. 
and then expand. It's still expansion. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, but that's still. I would say that's still an internal effect, especially when you. <laughs> that's like saying that the Chinese uh, argument with Taiwan is an internal one. Yeah, except there there are maps from like before the Qing Dynasty that show Taiwan is not part of China. Okay, but. and there's maps before before World War before Germany that showed that that wasn't part of the Germanic tribes. Fair enough. You got me there. I'll, I'll concede that point. I'll concede that point. But I'm just, I'm worried about the idea that there's these, these external disputes are decided in the world court. I'm worried about this idea where it says, guide reproduction wisely. <laughs> okay, like, I, I, I would say, yeah, a lot of those things, like some of those things sound concerning, right? Reprodu- the eugenics, not mm-hmm. a fan. Um, what's wrong about a world court? That doesn't sound bad. I think it's not that it sounds bad to us. We'd like, oh, let's idea. Let's all have the same standard across the way, right? I, I'm not yeah. in favor of the same standard being put out everywhere, right? Uh, there's no reason. Well, it doesn't have to be the same standard, right? You would have two opposing parties with attorneys saying this is, this is what we think but, is the appropriate but, course of action. Someone else disputes that. And then you have a court saying... Okay, this is what the court decides. But the courts always because but that's the, that's the idea of a court, at least in the Western tradition, in the Greco-Roman Western tradition, the idea being that both parties are going to give their arguments, and then a judge decides based on how it reflects the law. It, it's, it's it's applied to a standard, right? Yeah. And so the standard this, you have to have a standard across the globe. So like, let's say someone from Texas says, "Hey, you know." This happened, and you know, blah blah blah. And then their opponent was from like Sweden, and the Swedish person's like, no, 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 this didn't happen. Blah blah blah. Well, then there has to be a standard applied to both Texas and to Sweden. Well, you couldn't have two countries be more, or two areas be more different from each other. A standard. No, but we work. do that. We we do that now. How? If you if you break the law in another country, you can get extradited to that country and charged. Yes, but that's. To- Where do you think El Chapo's being held right now? That's fine. I, I agree with you, but that's totally different from hey, we're applying right. the same law in both Sweden and in no in Texas. I think I think the way I think the way it would play out is you have China saying hey, we think Taiwan is ours, and then Taiwan saying no, we disagree. Our attorneys, the U.S. and then the U.S. comes and says, yeah, we disagree. These are the reasons why. China says no, we disagree. These are the reasons why. Like I don't think you're gonna have someone from from uh, I don't know Germany mad that someone from eBay in Texas didn't email him the right box. Like, you think that dispute would be handled locally? I mean, maybe. Maybe you're right. So do you see this as maybe like this is a way they hope to avoid war, essentially? Yeah. Like, basically, instead of having war, like, bloodshed, we have, like, a battle of wits, except not a battle Uh, of wits. And so what happens when one side loses and they don't accept the loss? What do you do then? Well, now you have the whole court behind your back. Okay, but what do you do? Right? How, so now, how do you enforce the right. loss? Well, now there's bloodshed. You enforce the loss through, through the point of a gun. That's how we always enforce any law. Okay. Right? But that, that doesn't have to happen is the thing. Hmm. So you... See, that's the... I think that's the difference between me and someone who, who accepts these guidestones or accepts these 10 ideas. I'm not accepting the guidestones, I'm just saying... I never said you did. That doesn't sound bad. That doesn't sound... Having a world court does not sound like a bad idea. But again, the enforcement of that decision, it, ha- it requires a higher authority. And so that means the higher authority yeah. is going to be over the whole world. 
if you don't like that higher authority yeah. or if you think that higher authority is unjust, where can You're you screwed. where can you go? You go to the moon. Okay, <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah. You, you're screwed at that point. Like, if you don't like it, you know, you're you're up a creek with a paddle or and whatever that's the that called tyranny. Is. But only tyrannical if they're taking away your freedoms. Now, with the eugenics, I, yeah, you could argue that that is literally taking away your freedoms. But let's, if we're just focusing on the court thing, that the court thing on its own doesn't sound bad. Oh, what about this? Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Abolish all traditional languages and we're all going to unite under one specific language. Does it say abolish or is that you putting that? Well, it's implied, right? Unite humanity with a no, living new language. Yeah. So, hold yeah. on. The same... The same not, abolishment isn't implication. Hold on. The same... So you're telling me the same group, whatever is trying to unite humanity with a new language that's also going to guide reproduction wisely and avoid petty laws and, a, you know, have a world court. You're telling me that we're going to have the one language that everybody learns and then you can kind of speak your own other weird cultural languages. Right. Because otherwise it would be a petty law. It would go against that, that rule. Hmm. Okay. Like, have you seen Firefly? The show? <laughs> Not the bug? Yes, of course. What's the universal language in Firefly? Mandarin. Right, but what do they speak on Firefly? Well, English, because on it, the ship, because it's an English TV show. But yes, because they're English colonists. <laughs> they're from they're from an English speaking world or nation. Yeah. But when they're out in public, they speak Mandarin. Why? Because that's the universal language. So that's what I'm picturing is happening. And and you know. You bring up Firefly, so the Empire, right? The the Imperials, who are they? Like, what? what are they ever portrayed as anything other than evil? No, but it's because we're we're on the side of the smugglers, man. <laughs> I am a brown that's coat. Like I admit, I'm a brown coat. <laughs> but still, <laughs> but that's like that's like saying like, oh yeah, well, the cartels are good, and you think the U.S. is, is good? <laughs> well, who's always attacking the cartel? But that's the thing. That's the, like, yeah, the, you're on the wrong side. That's the thing. That's why, I think that's wrong. the point I'm trying to make, though, is that you have way too many people. That's my nature, right? I'm a brown coat. I'm, I'm not going to go with everybody. I'm not going to... Anyway, if everybody says go left, I'm going right, because screw that, right? But... What, Just for the sake of going right. See, this is why we have accidents on the highway. <laughs> yeah, right. That's my fault. Um, but like, here's the deal. You're going to have millions of people that are going to, that, are gonna, that if, once this is implemented, if it is ever implemented, they're going to be like, oh, hell no, I'm not. Like, So if this is implemented tomorrow and they say, hey, now by law, you have to learn Mandarin. Or actually not by law because that's not even how it works, right? Now it's like, hey. Most businesses, if they're going to be working with other countries, Mandarin is the language we're going to use. Exactly. You're not going to learn Mandarin? Well, here's the deal. And it says avoid petty laws. You already do that. But here's the, let's avoid you petty laws. When I say abolish other languages, it's going to be exactly what you just said. It's not going to be where the government hands down and says, okay, from now on, everybody's speaking Mandarin. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Like you said, it's going to happen over maybe a generation. You're going to have... Dude, but we already do that. What do you mean? What language do you have to know to work? With international companies. English. There's one. English. Right. I mean, that's, that's already the way things work. Now it's just applied a little bit more across the board. I get that. And I never said I liked that in the first place anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you have to like it. Yeah. I'm, just, <coughs> I'm just saying that's how trade kind of works. But I think 
use the dominant language. And I, I see what you're saying, but the idea also is that it Look, says the a last new time, language. The last time, the last time all of humanity spoke the same language, we almost reached the heavens. And it, I'm just saying. And it ended in a, excuse the language, ended in a shit show. Okay, but that wasn't because of, that was because they changed the language. So we're going back to one language. Yeah, and that's, a, to avoid and that. that's exactly what, and we're getting into more theology now, I guess, but that's exactly what I think God doesn't want. But we can. He doesn't want us we can talk to about, have the same language. We can, yeah, yeah, I don't think he does. And we can talk about that another time. I'm sure your listeners will be interested, but I. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring that on the next one. But okay, so why do people aren't even wearing the masks? What makes them think they're going to accept the Great Reset? Because I believe... And how does China... How does the war play into that? So I believe this. I believe that in the next maybe two or three years, you're going to see millions of people die. Millions. Way more than COVID was ever projected to kill. And I don't think it's going to be from war. Okay. And I don't think it's going to be from COVID. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that are not real. Okay, wait, hold on. Look, the government already said that they're real. Other countries have said, yeah, we have evidence of mm-hmm. extraterrestrial mm-hmm. life is life things. Yep. And they're supposed to like reveal all that like what that next month or the month huh? after? Oh yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they're going to reveal and they're going to have uh, they're going to have pictures and videos and maybe even have one show up in, on some kind of broadcast, I'm sure. I'm not going to buy but, I'm not going to buy but, a single uh, single moment of it. You're not supposed to buy it. It's free. No, but what's your point? Like, what, why, why? What are you trying to get at? They are trying to unite us under one cause, one banner. I believe that this, whatever they're calling the vaccine for COVID is not a vaccine. One, it was rushed out way too quickly. It is not safe to be consumed. Anyone listening to my voice that is on the fence, do not take the vaccine. Please, for your sake and your family's sake, do not take the vaccine. It is not good for you. It is, it, it, I get, How do you know? Because the ingredients that are inside of it are the same ingredients that are found in things like formaldehyde and, 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 and uh, what is it, pesticide and fertilizer. And yeah, I know when you mix certain chemicals together, it changes their chemical composition. I get that. But there are people... Yeah, who, and dude, you know the french fries we get from McDonald's have pesticides that you can't be around. Like, you have to let them vent off for like a week. All right. And, and one of the reasons why I don't eat at McDonald's. But the point being is that... I've, I've, I've heard and seen enough about the enough of the adverse effects from these vaccines. People who took the vaccine, who were very perfectly—I'm going to stop calling it a vaccine. People who took the shot, who were perfectly healthy, like nothing wrong with them, and but now that's they can't. Anecdotal evidence. Now they, what what other evidence am I supposed to accept? Stats. What? Why don't we look at the numbers as a whole? What, what stats, okay. statistics? Stat? Why don't we look at the numbers? Let's as a whole? talk about the at... let's talk about the fact that thousands of people have died from the vaccine already. Okay. Thousands. But that's not that's thousands isn't a lot. Well, I'm we've, we've dispersed what like a couple million and thousands have died. That's not a lot. That's I, not, and I'm, that doesn't and, bring up any red flags. And I don't know the exact number. Uh, to be on top, I know I'm losing I'm losing credibility when I say that. But I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. But I do know that here's the deal. Even if it's like less than, let's say, 2% of people dying, right? Let's say less than 2%. Way less number of people are dying from COVID. Way less percent of people are dying from COVID. Way less. Right. So if we're going to say COVID's not a big deal because not the people are dying, 
then we can also say the vaccine's not a big deal, big deal because not that many people are dying. It would be the same argument. I, I'm saying it's not a good response. If less than one, if less than like one percent, not even way less than one percent, if like less than zero point five percent of people who contract COVID are dying, and we're responding with a quote unquote vaccine that kills almost two percent of the people that take it, that's a way over. That's a that's a dumb response. So yeah, but that's assuming what you're saying. Okay, how about this? If more than okay, if more than ninety nine point nine percent of people are dying from the vaccine then, yeah, it's probably a bad response because it kills less than 99.99% of people. Mm -hmm. But if it's less than that percentage, then we can't make that argument. I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree. If it's less than that percentage, I would agree with that. But okay. I'm not... I'm sure someone has done a study, right? No, that's the problem. No studies were done. And that's the thing. It, it takes years to develop vaccines for diseases that are capable of developing vaccines for. This is the first time in history that a coronavirus has gotten a vaccine. We don't even have a vaccine for SARS-CoV-1. How did Yeah, but I don't think how did we get bad. how did we it wasn't as bad. Dude, it, no, it killed more people it, it, than COVID-19 around the world combined. Did it? How yes. many, for how many years? Dude, China was devastated. Taiwan was devastated by, by, by SARS. And we still don't have a vaccine for that. Huh. And, it's, and it, it's, it's almost 20 I, years later. Okay, I have to look this up. SARS? Yes. Which one? Just SARS. S-A-R-S. And you want to get specific, it's SARS-CoV-1. Because COVID-19's okay. official name is SARS-CoV-2. Okay, well... I will say this. Maybe someone can look it up and email me. But uh, Healthline.com said that SARS death rate was higher than COVID-19. So, And then on top of that, the common cold is a coronavirus. We don't have a vaccine for that. Yeah. Even the flu, I think. Even, no, not influenza. Influenza is not a, not a coronavirus. But still, we don't have a vaccine for any other common okay. coronavirus. Wait, let me clarify. Because I just now read more. So the death rate is higher for SARS, but COVID has killed more lives. Okay. I guess, so So COVID has a, a lower death rate, but higher contagion rate, versus SARS had a lower contagion rate, but higher death rate. Okay. So they just, they just perfected it. I, <laughs> we can assume that. Um, hold on. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Where we were, what were you saying? Go ahead and finish what you were saying, because now I'm trying to think. All right. You got me all, all, all flabber, flabbergasted. The point I'm trying to make is we don't, vaccines are not made for a supposedly brand new novel disease or virus. Vaccines are not made for that kind of, uh, of disease in less than a year. It takes years. You don't think it was a miracle then? To get a vaccine. No. You don't think it was so, a miracle? Because there's only there's, no, because there's only two possibilities here, okay? There's only two possibilities. Either okay. this is a miracle and the people in the government should be praised for what they did and you know, all this other stuff, that they've done something amazing that has never happened before in the history of mankind and will probably never happen again. Or, yeah. or 
this was entirely planned. This was this is going exactly as scheduled. There's no But what's more likely? I guess would be the answer, right? To me, what's more likely is that everything is going exactly according to the plan. Uh, just okay. Cause if there was one person who was out of the loop and wasn't part of the club, mm-hmm. it would probably be Trump, right? No, he's part of it too. You think he's part? And Absolutely. Biden is their friends. They just happened. Absolutely. Well, I don't what? know if they're friends. No. I don't know if they're friends, what? but he's Trump is totally part of it. Absolutely. Why? Well, you have to give people. Why, why would you? Why would? But why would you give up, like, because why would you give up the, the possibility of the U.S. being at the top of its game to please, I don't even know who, this organization you're talking about? Because in order for people to be, because here's the deal, it's the, it's the same thing that, you know, parents do with children, right? Uh, let's say you want your kid to clean his room, and you've told him and told him, clean your room, clean your freaking room. I've told you a thousand times, clean your room. You have two options. You either escalate, right? You bring down the hammer so hard that, you know, the kid does it out of fear. Or you offer them something else. Yeah. Hey, clean your room and we'll go to McDonald's. Clean your room and we'll do this. You offer them something else. Or, hey, clean your room and we'll go we'll go to the park, whatever. You The carrot and the stick, right? And yeah. so to get your child to do what you want, sometimes you offer the carrot, sometimes you offer the stick. You know, it depends on what you want. But... You're still getting what you want. You're, the child is still cleaning the room. The child never had freedom in the okay, first but, place. You but just gave them the illusion the that the they chose to clean their room. But who's pulling the strings? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, this it just it, it ha- this sounds to like super big. It is like huge. It is. Big. It's something that's been in the works for what I believe to be at least over two centuries, at least. Probably but, way more but, than that. Actually, no, way more than that. At I least, just have a, at least a thousand years. I have trouble believing that a lot of people would just go along with it, even though they're rich and powerful already. You go along with it because you've. Li- I believe they've literally sold their soul. They have no other choice now. They have to do what they have contracted themselves to do. Or, or suffer a fate worse than death. But what would be worse than death? There are a lot of things. I mean, if we're talking about like a literal selling of your soul, right? Mm-hmm. Then we can bring the Bible into it. And it says, don't fear the person that can take your life, but him that can destroy your soul. Mm-hmm. It will destroy. I don't think, I don't think these people's souls are going to be destroyed. No, but what, what it's saying is, don't be afraid of, of that. You should be afraid of God. Right? I, I totally agree. But we're not talking about people who have the fear of God. We're talking about people who are so far gone, they have sold their souls to what I believe to be the actual, the actual devil to gain power and okay, wealth so and all these other things. Remember, that's what, that's what Satan offered Christ in his temptation, right? Bow to me and I'll give you yeah. the countries of the world. So he, he has those to so give. let me see. Right. Let me see if I can put all these pieces together. What you're saying is that for the past thousand or two thousand years, the literal devil from the Judeo-Christian Bible has been putting people in power and like meeting them, right? Showing them he is who he says he is mm-hmm. to one day um, 
convince us that aliens are real and he's an alien <laughs> and that we should all speak his language and he's going to be the judge of the world. I think he's setting himself up to finally take over the world publicly. Right now he owns the world privately and I'm sure that burn, I'm sure that burns him up. He wants everyone to worship him. That's entirely what he wants. Right? Dude, Florida didn't even listen to the mask mandate. What makes you think they're going to listen to someone claiming to be Lucifer? Because the threat wasn't high enough. Let's see what it like Yeah. I don't see how see what I'm saying though? See how like it sounds like from a movie? <laughs> and you don't think that the people who own Hollywood aren't also in control, are also part of the club? You don't think that they haven't been feeding us a steady diet? I mean, I told you before the call, I don't watch movies anymore. I'm done with, I'm done with Hollywood entirely. I'm so okay, sick of it. Okay, but then what, so, so they somehow also infiltrated like uh, indie movie directors and people that write blogs. It's not infiltration. Because if you notice. It's not infiltration. Well, because look, if you go throughout history, all of like literature has these, like the same things, right? There, there's always this type of story that goes along with it. The hero that gets sent mm-hmm. out. And, yeah, like, and the monomyth. I agree. The monomyth. Agree, totally. Yeah, it's not just Hollywood that and does it. I, so, what? <laughs> but think of it this way what better tool to use than a tool that has been used for over a thousand or two thousand years? It's one that's ingrained into our very psyche as humanity. Right? The, ty- the type of or, stories that we respond to, the type, of, the type of stories that we like. And then you use okay. that, and you use that to, to implant ideas into someone's brain. It's, it's, it's slowly and small at first. You don't want to, you know, you, when you tell, your, you tell your kid to clean the room, you're not telling them, do it now. You're, you're, you, maybe at first you just ask nicely. You just put, posit it as an idea. But you slowly escalate to the point where you're saying, clean your room or I'm going to beat your behind. Eventually the threat comes down. So those. Okay. So you said Florida doesn't. There's listen, that possibility. You said Florida doesn't listen to mask right. mandates. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, the threat hasn't been brought down strong enough yet. Okay, there's that. There's that possibility. Or we have liked storytelling because it's an easy way to like learn things since forever, and we just have liked storytelling still, and people are starting to think that because they talked about UFOs in movies. And people have seen UFOs in real life, that it, they're connecting dots that don't coincide. I hope you're right. I know. I pray you're right. It, couldn't that could that not be a likely possibility? Likely possibility? Yeah, sure, absolutely. But then, because okay, look, w- really, we have we only have to wait like two months, right? Because the government put that deadline, saying, "Hey, you have to show us all your evidence of UFOs." Blah, blah. All these countries are saying they, they're real. We've seen them. So if we just wait, if UFOs come down and they're like, hey, yeah, look, we're, we're the beings that you've called Jesus, that you've called Allah, that you've called um, Shiva. Like, if they come down saying we are what you called the gods, it's us, mm-hmm. hello, then I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll be back on because like, hey, man, yeah, you were right. <laughs> Right, because we don't have to wait that long. Yeah, but it, it may, but it could be two months. It could be two months. It could be two years. 
It could be 50 years. It could be 1,000 years. But then at that point, does it matter? <laughs> Maybe not. But I do believe that... I think the scenario you're suggesting where these aliens pop up and say it's us, I don't believe they're actually aliens. I don't. I, I don't believe... Right. I, well, okay, let's... Uh, okay, I, I will say, like, taking off my podcast hat, I would say that I would agree with that more, right? I, I would... It wouldn't surprise me. Let's put it that way. It wouldn't surprise me if what we've been calling aliens this whole time are demons. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would be negative shocked. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Of course, like, mm-hmm. duh. Right? So I'm not disagreeing with that point. Yeah, fair. But they're not going to come out and say we're demons. Oh, of course not. No, they're course not going to validate no, 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 Christianity, because no. that would validate Christianity, right? Don't, you don't want to validate Christianity. You would come out and say, no, we're extraterrestrial, we're extra-dimensional beings, which isn't mm-hmm. a lie. Technically true. And extra-dimensional yeah, of course. Beings. And scientists have been positing um, for years that aliens are probably extra-dimensional, not extra extraterrestrial right so yeah like the, I, I can see that being hand in hand but once again if something is gonna like happen I think so the, the, the what is that the doomsday clock is at 100 seconds to midnight right <laughs> yeah like super close so I think if something's gonna happen I'd give it a year tops I think if by a oh, year I would agree the UFOs would agree that too. themselves like I, I would brush it off and be like whatever it's, it's not that like I don't know what it is but it's not that and, um, and, and here's the deal. Oh, there's a lot in of five years, Go ahead. I'll say this. In five years, when you're a super famous podcaster, bring me back on, and I'll eat all the crow that you have to offer. I will eat every <laughs> every piece of humble pie you offer me. I'll, I'll scarf it down and say I was wrong about this. I was wrong about that. I'm an idiot on this. I'm, I mean, I'm praying that happens. Lord God, I'm praying that happens, that I'm just totally wrong, right? I will eat all the humble pie. Let's we don't got to do it in five years because we both agree the timeline, we bo- I think, is a year. You said you think so, too. A lot of people think, I think it's two I think months, something's right? going to happen in a year. I don't think the big thing's going to happen in a year. I think maybe two years is probably more realistic. You think two years for something big? Yes. I don't... I don't okay. I would have agreed with you before 2021. Before 2020, I would have agreed with you. But... Since COVID, things have happened back to back to back so fast. That's true. I don't That's think true. it takes that much time anymore. I think time. Okay, is, so what's today? What's what today's think date? Of as time is different now. Today's date's May twenty second, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Let's do this. I will come back on your show either this way or even live if I'm in the states at that point. If nothing has happened, if everything has gone on exactly as planned, you can record this, put it on your show, whatever. I will I will publicly admit that I was wrong about all of this. Eat crow, and I'll 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 eat all the humble pie, all of it. Will you do that, or are you just gonna say no? I told you two years. No, no, wait, no, wait. So, one year from now, if something big does not happen, I will eat crow. One year. Okay, let's define big. What What would have to happen for it to be big? Uh, world war. Okay. I think World War... And obviously, UFOs showing up. And, uh, yeah, obviously. You've, obviously. You've heard that, right? Yeah, of course. I've, I've heard that. I don't know if you've heard this. So people have, uh, people have been saying that they think the government's coming out with all this information because the aliens are going to show themselves. Maybe, but they've been but saying that since the early want, 2000s, too. Right. But what they're say, what's different now is the government's publicly admitting it, and yeah, they're yeah. going to make this knowledge public. That's fair, yeah. So it's kind of like equivalent to, to telling your kid, hey, you're adopted... 
by the way, <laughs> this is your, your biological mother. You know, like, you yeah, yeah. that person to tell you before you meet them. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, if, it, if, that, if we find out that aliens are real, one, I don't think we'll be able to have this podcast in a year, but still, um, yeah, I'll come out and I'll, I'll come onto your show again and I'll say, yep, you're right. I'm, I'm an idiot. I was. Okay. If, if we, no, cause that's backwards. If we find out aliens are real. Oh, sorry. If they come in, okay. Not a, if, if the government tells me they're real, doesn't really matter. I could care less what they say, right? Mm-hmm. But if they make themselves physically visible, I will have you back on here and I will say, hey, man, clearly I'm not a psychic. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe things are worse than I thought. Tell me more about this great reset. Right? <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that would be a good indication that we're going in that direction. Okay. And uh, whenever I come back on for that, whenever I do come back and you do eat that humble pie, because that's totally what's going to happen, uh, I'll make sure that I, I come well prepared to give everybody the full uh, roadmap that we're about to experience. Awesome. In fact, I should probably have you on again just to explain that because I, I would like to dive deeper into it. So I, f- I kind of feel I kind of feel bad through. though. A bunch of your listeners are like Taiwan episode one was so cool, and then Taiwan episode two was like Taiwan <laughs> and then conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah, they're gonna be super bummed out. Well, we're gonna. And what I, what what's funny was I wanted to have you on. I remember was to talk about ghost like, stories, ghosts, and stuff like that. Yeah, that they have. So that well, that maybe maybe well. we just have, have put that maybe we just time. have a series of your friend in Taiwan, and we, we can talk about that another time. There you go. Yeah, because I think that'll be fun anyway. I still wanna. I'm still super curious about like that stuff. Of course. But, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. I think I think. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add? I think we've we've gone for a good time. Yeah, I would just finish by saying, you know, take it from someone who's a year ago was kind of scoffing at all this and was like yeah whatever a year ago I I really thought that all the people that taught this stuff was completely crazy when you dive into the stuff and really start doing your own research and start looking at what people saying and start looking at the evidence like just be prepared for your kind of your paradigm of what you believe about the world to change it sucks there's about a month-long period where you're like holy crap everything's wrong and you know we have to do something but then you eventually calm down and 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 I would say, as a Christian, you know, look to the Lord. Look to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that really gives you peace in all this trouble, for sure. I, I would like to add, um, if you're, like, old or high risk, get the vaccine, despite what my guest said. If you're young and healthy, I mean, you're good either way. You're probably going to be fine. And I would, Don't and as... That. Uh, as the guest that is not responsible for this show and does not reflect any of the uh, opinions of this show whatsoever, I would say avoid the vaccine like the plague. Uh, I would I would say as the host that I am not responsible for any of my thoughts <laughs> or ideas <laughs> or opinions, so do not hold me liable for anything that I have said throughout <laughs> anything probably in my life. <laughs> no, but uh, I do want to say this. I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, this one guy, I, I saw this video. He was like, if you're in, uh, if you read Revelations, I think it's uh, chapter 9, verse 12, 16. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's four horsemen. Or no, there's four angels. Oh, yeah, you sent me that, that video, yeah. Fourth. Yeah, and they kill a third. What do you think about that? I think that's a little, mu- I think that's too much. 
on a little on the nose. Yeah, like a. I don't know. Like the, I think that's stretching. I think it's stretching too. I think the four horsemen are going to be pretty noticeable. I don't think anyone's going to wonder what they yeah. are. Yeah, I think to me saying that is like saying speaking gibberish is speaking in tongues. Like no, exactly, no, yeah, stop. exactly. But anyways, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully the audio is good. I, I think from this end, at least, I didn't notice any lag after we got further into the episode. So hopefully that reflects on the show. Um, I hope so, too. Yeah, if you guys want to leave us any, yeah, if y'all want to send us any emails or any questions, uh, Tina at podcast at gmail.com, T-I-N-A-A podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you.